Welcome. Bye. To big content. This is our first live stream of all time. You're witnessing greatness. Uh, nobody's witnessing greatness. We probably don't have anyone in here, but we figured uh, we didn't get to film over the weekend. Jack was in here with his entire team. They were uh, they made themselves look busy, at least. I don't really know if they were doing anything <laughs> productive in there. Besides talking about the WNBA. Yes. Uh, so rather than missing an episode, we wanted to buckle up and do a live stream. And then we'll probably film an actual episode after we turn these cameras off for next week. So we will not miss. Um, so we're going to answer some of the questions that we have from Discord as the live streamers hopefully come in. If we can get like one person in here, that'd be. Did we send a tweet out? I sent the original tweet and then I like quote tweeted it being like we are we're live. We're live in 10 minutes, whatever, with the link. All right. I'm going to say that we're live right now. Please just do so, that. Just so that people are uh, getting in here. Throw, if you're in here, throw a comment. Oh, I, we side. got three eyeballs. Love to see it. Um, All right. Well, I made the thumbnail in the title of this video talking about like the times of the day to post. Because I remember one of the questions in Discord was like, does it actually matter when you post? Does it matter time of the day as it refers to different like platforms, et cetera? My thing on this is I've, I've started to test a little bit with it, and I don't think there's a difference between when you post between clips, time of the day and shit like that, even as it pertains to your audience. I kind of think TikTok's algorithm works like this, like it pushes it out and it takes the people that it thinks will perform the best, push it to, pushes it to them first. But if no one's it, I think it looks at like a percentage, right? Mm -hmm. Like, OK, we're going to push it to 100 people. What percentage of that 100 people? react to it, engage with it, whatever. So it's if part of your audience is sleeping, it just doesn't count against that percentage. So I don't think it matters. I think that I, I wouldn't post content at three in the morning. Okay, that, that would be like my only pushback on it was like, okay, if it's like dead middle of the night and right. nobody is awake, sure, because it kind of gives the platform no choice but to give it to a different from, audience. From 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. would be my optimal posting time for... Uh, you know, the content we're talking about, not tweets. If you're mm -hmm. tweeting about a live game, obviously that applies. So, yes, I don't think there's necessary, but I'll, I'll pose this. I think that the algorithm, right, it, it sends the content to people who like the content or test it against them. You were posting Ike's lunch at virtually three o'clock every day, two o'clock every mm -hmm. day, which meant TikTok knew to push it to those people. Because those same people were on TikTok at that same time, which then helped increase the engagement rate because you were hitting the right people who you knew would watch the show. So I think that there is value to that. I think there's some nuance to it, especially, I guess, if it's episodical in a sense. But I knew like when I the ones that we're talking about mm -hmm. on my personal account, like the seven things to know if you're moving to New York City that have kind of been blowing up over the last like week or two. Those I would film while I was walking to work. So I was like. 8 a.m., 9 a.m., I would right. just kind of rip them off, get into the office, edit them up real quick. And it was like 9.30 a.m. And I was like, this feels like a bad time to do it because it's early. Anyone on the West Coast that might get it, it's mm -hmm. 6 a.m. there, so they're not going to see it. And I was like, I don't really care. So I'm just going to rip them. Had success with those. I just, I think like, yes, maybe there's a little bit of nuance to it, but I don't think it like really matters. At the end of the day, for me, I think as long as it's quality content, it will win. You yes, know? that that is absolutely the lead part of this conversation, which is if it's quality content, it will win. Now, I have seen people talk about them posting a piece of quality content that didn't hit, deleting, posting three days later, and it going absolutely ballistic. I so, don't think that's a time thing. No, 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 I agree. I'm just saying that sometimes the algorithm is not a perfect science. 
I would say, right, we're having this conversation for creators. If you're a creator who's like waiting to post something for the perfect time, just send it out is the message. Agree. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Have you, do you ever repost shit? Like popular ones or things that you were like, damn, I was really proud of this. I thought this was really good. Let me try to make it hit again. Uh, the only thing we've ever done is like our snap shows. Sometimes a thumbnail will get flagged for something. So we'll delete the thumbnail and repost the entire thing. But my content that I make, no, I've never done that. I'd be interested though to maybe look into it because I think it could work. So I was listening to, um, I forget what podcast it was, but I think the dude that you might, who's the guy who started House of Highlights? Uh, Omar Raja. Right. He yeah. was a guest on the podcast I was listening to and he was talking about how him and his team have like a very strict setup where they'll release a video and they know within in an hour whether or not it's going to hit and like what numbers it should be at within specific yeah, yeah. time frames and he said he had one on his personal account that he made about starting house of highlights mm -hmm. and he was like this is a really cool story like it probably should do well on social so he put it out and first time didn't hit edited something maybe like took out a little bit of okay. the intro well or, that's a little different or flatline did a little yeah, bit yeah. yeah so he said he did that five times and the first four times he did it it was like a thousand views ten thousand views three thousand views right. eighteen thousand views fifth time he put it out nine million wow yeah and i was like damn like i there's part of me that's like i i feel weird doing that like, it's very like, yeah i think we got to get over it because yeah it is yeah. no because it is <laughs> that's how, fair, fair. how we used to think as content creators which was like the algorithm and the followers decide if it's good content or not. But if you know it's a good piece of content and it's kind of out of your control, I don't. But but the key is that he edited it. And actually, I watched a TikTok last night of Gary Vee talking about, uh, you know, some of the videos that they do. They change the thumbnail four times. They change the title. Mm -hmm. So you're not changing the actual content. But things definitely come into account. There. My mindset. My mindset on that comes from like a YouTube standpoint where everything is like continuity and it kind of feels like your YouTube channel tells a little bit of a story if people mm -hmm. are following along whereas like tiktok it doesn't actually matter if because you, you're putting out like five videos a day three videos a day or whatever and no one's like really watching all your videos right. they're kind of just watching the popular ones that get thrown into your for you page so i guess that my mindset has always been like man if i keep posting this shit like people are gonna be like stop posting this exactly. over and over again but yeah. they only see the the good the good one of that the <laughs> yeah. good part of the uh yeah of the five of them so yeah. i mean ultimately yeah i think content is king that's always been the way that we've both felt um but I wouldn't I wouldn't focus too much on the on the time frame of things. OK, well, let's say what up to the chat right now. We got 19 people live streaming in here. Gosh, baby. If you post at 3 a.m. and it goes to a new audience, you think you can now capture new viewers? Well, I, th I think um, in that sense, like TikTok will see that your usual audience is not online. They're going to push it out to a new demo. Mm -hmm. I, I, their ultimate goal is to keep you on the platform and keep you engaged. So they're they don't want to just shove it to a new audience. They want to give it to an audience that's the most like your current audience that likes your stuff. So I think it'll be really, really close in audience to it, but there will be a dip off in performance, I think, because they're not your audience, right? They're, they're close to it, but they're yeah. not there. And then that will go back to that percentages where it's like, okay, if 12% of my audience usually likes these videos, but now it's like 8%, it'll slowly start to trickle down and have like less views. I think you could pull a new audience from it maybe, but I do think that a lot of the content, like if you have ever watched TikTok late at night, it is like late night type content. Late night so, talk. Yeah. yeah so he talks about how like he, after like 9 p.m. if he watches, it goes right into like conspiracy TikTok. For okay. That, <laughs> that's Ike's feed specifically. That's not mine. But like I'll get, you know, maybe smoking TikTok. I'll get uh, sports gambling TikTok. I'll get like munchy TikTok. So it definitely, you could, if you wanted to target the late night crowd, which is definitely a type of person. 
I think you could post at 3 a.m. I, I would really never post at 3 a.m. though. The thing that I genuinely think you're going to get at 3 in the morning is international because those are the people that are awake. Matthew asks, how does chat GPT or other AI-generated content platforms fit into your marketing toolbox? Uh, we did an episode, I think, two weeks ago, specifically talking about chat GPT. I think it's something that's very new. And I think the way to capitalize on it right now is because it's so new is almost learning the platform itself and teaching about the platform, right? Like, I don't, I don't have any plans right now until anything revolutionary happens with these things to actually, like in a practical sense, fit it into what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where it's like virtual reality. It's like, how are you going to implement your business? It's like, it's not useful at all right now, right. you know, until, until it is basically. Are you guys like, did you guys talk about anything AI chat GBT related no, when you no. had your meeting? No, that's not anything. I think it's just an opportunity for creators. If you think it's interesting, like you could become the chat GPT TikToker, like we kind of discussed, but outside of that, I think you could get like a big win like we could probably do a funny viral thing. Like we use chat GPT to take a first touchdown better. And like that piece of content could yeah, go something viral. like let's but, predict the Super Bowl winner for this year. Or exactly. But besides that, I don't think it's a consistent marketing tool anywhere close anytime soon. I think there could, yeah, there could be something with like fantasy. Now I'm thinking of even if I'm doing like a mock draft next year or a Literally. live stream of Literally. a real draft yeah. and be like, I'm going to let chat GPT pick my fantasy football team. And then like right. kind of follow along yeah. throughout the year and see how it does. Yeah. I think those are the things, but again, from a practical perspective i don't think it's automating any of the jobs that you need in your business right now i'm sure in five years very different answer yeah. but still ahead of its time spiffy t football combat what a name can we get a little bit more uh, elaboration <laughs> on where that comes from chat gpt made that <laughs> <laughs> make my youtube name please uh should we be more concerned with human psychology of what gets attention or decoding an actual algorithm to gain momentum 100 percent because what I think everyone knows who's I think it was this, a which one. It's not you it wasn't a yes or no. Hundred percent we should be more concerned with human psychology because everyone knows basically what makes up the algorithm. Now, not as many people play with it and study it and and react to it like we do who creates content on a daily basis. But the human psychology aspect, I think this is what Mr. Beast does probably better than everyone else. He worries about thinking about how people are going to be stuck, how people like he knows that first second is important. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that now, but no one knows what's going to draw the viewer in and playing around with that type of thing. So I think human psychology and what the, what the audience wants is really what we should be focused on. Yeah. I think that's the other thing, like trying to decode an actual algorithm. I think things that work on a human psychology behavior are like the emotions attached to what you're doing. Yeah. Like you had the TikTok yesterday that went viral. You were like ranking the uh, the top 15 stadiums in terms of like food mm -hmm. for you, you did the NFL tour. Basically, I think that's 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 I don't think that's something you can get into like an algorithm. People being like fans of things like the emotions that they get when they watch the video and they're like, oh, you're ranking my fucking team worse than this. You tried the wrong things or yeah. whatever. I don't think you could really like capture the algorithm. Like, yeah, they might. That kind of stuff might help you from well, like. Well, let me give you the breakdown, right? And the two sides of it, right? Human psychology, uh, rankings, very reactionary, very passionate. Mm -hmm. Algorithm, engagement, comments, right? So it's always the split. What I think is obvious is uh, the number two side, which is like we wanted to create as many engagements as possible for the algorithm. What's less obvious and genuinely unintentional, but I knew that this was going like I, I genuinely ranked them how I felt about them. But the first three, uh, the worst three foods was Philadelphia, 
New York and Los Angeles. Big, Big markets. markets yeah. Like, so it was very, and Philly fans off the top, like you knew that that was going to mm -hmm. drive a ton of Philly comments. Those are the top comments. I don't think like we could have planned that, but if we had taken more time to actually plan that out intentionally, I think that's why it resulted that way. So I think the answer is human psych. I, yeah. And I also, um, with the, the New York city ones that I've been doing, I've intentionally, I, I didn't sit down and like think about it, but right. I intentionally start off with something that's a little funnier. That's that out, people outside of New York wouldn't actually know. Right. So for instance, like the tarot card readers of the tarot card readers of the one, I'm like, they're the most beautiful women ever. They don't like you. Yeah. I knew that would hit rather than being like, uh, you the could find pipes. furniture. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, pipes, yeah. like everyone knows that kind of, kind of shit. I but it, it's both things, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you are doing the human psych side and then playing it into the algorithm. What I would say is if you've listened to us talk enough, you kind of know the algorithm. It's really not as complex. Like it's first second watch time and quick moving content. Right. And then if you want to add a, uh, call to action, which is follow you, that'll increase your, like the algo is actually quite simple. It's this human psych piece that is not He's fucked with me. What an asshole. Please block Abe right now. No. Block him. Block him. Nope. Block him. This is going to be It's not even funny. Block him. He's such a scumbag. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. Human psychology. I hate him. And uh, what's up, Four Eyes? What up, Eddie, baby? Clinton. I know him. EJ, the GOAT. Any tips on starting a podcast? Yeah, quick formula right now. Value, consistency, boom. That's all I got to give you. <laughs> Give value in your podcast. Do it for a very, very long time. Show up consistently. Start a, a routine, whether it's one day a week, three days a week, five days a week, and make sure that you're only thinking about the audience when you go into the podcast. Think about think about having them leave your podcast and being like, hmm, I never thought of this that way. Hmm, that was entertaining. Hmm, you know, I, I just learned something that I didn't know before. You do that, you'll start racking up audience members because they continue to feel like every time they leave your video, He's willing to put the work in for me. He's learning this shit so that I don't have to. So yeah. value, consistency, rip. Jack's about that before. Yeah. Yeah, that that is that would be my advice, right? So your advice is is like what the content of it should be. My advice is like just go and do it. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. We're, I mean, that's my biggest belief is like 90% of people who want to be creators, they just won't start it. So I always say just like go do it. But you have created this creator playbook, which will actually, I think, help people get there instead of me just being like, yeah, just start. You know, he's not practicing. I, I know that he's trolling. I did make me stop for one second. It was really fucked up of him to do that. I'm very sad. Update. Uh, <laughs> To a ruled out, yeah, we know it. We know it. Vice value consistency always pays off. You stick to them, correct. What else we got going on here? Any Did other we have questions for Discord content? specific questions? Oh, I'm sure we do okay. somewhere. Yeah. All right, pull those up right now. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um, God, yeah. So, all right. So, right now, in case you guys uh, are not following Nick and I on TikTok, we're in a little bit of a competition by accident. So, Nick's uh, now a New York TikToker. Uh, every video he puts out is getting a million views on how to move within New York on how to, you got to do like how to get girls in New York next. I feel like Easy. not that you know about it, Easy. but make content about, <laughs> about New, York. New York. Yeah. Nick's have more DM slides, uh, than any, that at any point in your life. And it's not just girls, right? I mean, it's everybody, it's everyone, it's aliens. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's Lamar Jackson <laughs> now that he's practicing right now that he's a jet. Yeah. I oh, mean. another another thing. OK, if we want to go back to the human psychology piece, because I think using our content right now that's blowing up is actually super useful case study. Uh, 
for for the Giants game, I said New York, and we rated the food. And what do you think everyone's biggest reaction to that was? Say that again. So for for it was like we went to the Eagles game, so mm-hmm. Philly was fifteen. Then we went to the Giants game, so MetLife New York was fourteen. And then everyone was freaking out. Oh, it's technically New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to be associated with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think that like even when I talk about Chicky and Pete's, the caption, our video editor didn't know what Chicken Pizza was, so he wrote Chicken Pizza. So that uh, gets common. Like you can do those little things that that increases engagement because no one on the internet has ever missed anything. So like when let's say. Uh, because you see the first three, and then it's all people from those cities reacting, being yeah. like, you got the wrong things. Yeah. Like, what, what's going through your mind in that? Is it just like, fuck, like, I should have had those things instead? Or are you so, just like, I don't give a fuck? No, no, no. So everything we did was was calculated. Like, we did one chicken tender thing because we wanted to relate to Snapback Kitchen. We did a specialty item because we wanted to try something, and then we did a hot dog. So in Philly, we didn't get the cheesesteak because we got a cheesesteak earlier in the day probably should have gotten it at the stadium for content purposes but then i did fuck up and call the croquettes empanadas and the way i pronounce empanadas i said like empanadas or something like all these things i'm getting comments about the only one that i feel like i want to respond to is people being like who's this rich kid like how much did this cost your dad mm-hmm. because i think it could be a great opportunity to promote snapback sports i and, agree you and should do a q a on that afterwards that, it. yeah exactly but okay so let me ask you this because i get free advice from you even though your time is worth millions would at you this, at this point we might be in the billies billions yeah. uh would you continue to just put out all these pieces of content, right? So we did 15 to 11, I'll do 10 to 6, 5 to 1. Then we're going to do stadiums. Then we're going to do atmosphere. Then we're going to do how much it costs. And just like same format, which will continue to hit this audience. Or would you respond in between? Like, or should I wait till after? That's what I'm having. I don't think it matters. Is, you is don't think it matters? Point. No, I don't think it matters. I think as long as the content is there, it's not going to affect what pieces of content see the right audience members. I don't know. I think the consistency in like, because what, what I've seen is other videos on the account are getting a ton of views. So if someone now lands on the page and they're like, oh, he does rankings on all this stuff. This is what I want to do versus today. It's just like that one. Then it might be, if I talk about snapback, someone might not care about that. Now, my question end- is, what do you want to put out? You should, if you, you seem like you want to answer that question. I don't I think do, you should hold back because of that. But, I, that. but why not just wait, you know, two weeks? I think you're in the midst of a run right now. I think you fucking, I think that's yeah. content that you should get in front of as many eyeballs as possible. Like those are, those are, I think right. the most useful eyeballs that you could get on your content. I think yeah. you should do it while you're in the midst of a good run. Yeah. Like even those New York videos that I'm putting out, right. I'll put out 15 non New York related videos in the middle of it. Right, right. That don't do shit. Right. Like, like 10K views whatever one, compared yeah. to those ones. And then I'll just rip that New York one whenever I want, yeah. do it. And it shoots back up. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I don't really care. They're, those are going to perform well because yeah. I've already seen the audience, like, come back to those yeah. multiple times. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm, uh, I'm fighting between right now. I would rip it. I, w- I wouldn't think twice about it. Okay. All right. Let me ask you then. If you were to do it, because you respond, right? Like, you have a, f- a very clear format right now. You're walking around New York. You're showing New York. Mm-hmm. And then when you respond, it's normally just like you My here, apartment, apartment yeah. or something. Would you respond in more of like a well-edited video response or do you think it's just fine to rip like a Q&A? Because that is objectively like not as clean as a piece of content. 
Um, I mean, you want them to know more about like snapback. I think yeah. you should do whatever's natural to you or whatever right. you feel like would right. be better for you. Like yeah. for me, I like just sitting down and talking like <laughs> this, like yeah. live Q and yeah. I think it gives a more like real raw version. Like yeah. if that's how you, if you want snapbacks, one of the pillars to be like transparency and shit like right, that, it's right. a way to make you a little bit more relatable and right. not as much like, Oh, we're traveling to every stadium, like yeah. some shit you could never do. Yeah. But like, no, I'm, I'm even talking like, should we have the video editor edit something? And then I voice over like what snapback is same format as what's working or do the Q and a in the apartment, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, for, for me, I, I again, I just like doing it kind of yeah. like ripping and I've had yeah. some of those have success. Like right. when I was talking about like the, the bash or whatever someone was like how are you in a 600 person fantasy league yeah. i replied to it ex explained it and that's up to like two hundred fifty thousand now so that's right, like right. new eyeballs on that content just from sure. sitting there and talking about it but i would i really wouldn't overthink that kind of stuff i would yeah. just answer the question and like put it out there for people that want to watch it and i'm sure the next time you put the video out it won't be affected yeah. by the um all right, well, yeah, let's get Josh's comment out there. Uh, your concessions TikTok came across my feed last night without me following. Maybe we'll follow you once you guess an Ike's lunch correctly. What's concessions TikTok? Like, what do I do about concessions? Like, that's concessions. The food at the stadium or called the concessions. Oh, he was talking to you. Yeah. I thought he was talking to me. Yeah. Um, that's fucked up because Ike's lunch is on a permanent, not permanent, sorry, on a mini retirement. Right we're, we're on a permanent break. Permanent break. We're an indefinite permanent You're suspension without pay. Yeah. We're Although I did up. see a moment of of mm, I kind of don't want this to be over yesterday. No, it was fake. <laughs> no, it was fake. <laughs> it was lust. It was uh, lust for us. It was a minute of lust that I collapsed because I was drunk at 3 a.m. <laughs> and the bar lights came on. That's what it was. I feel that. I know better than that. Okay. I'm old experience. Um, your con your concession TikTok came across my feed last night without me following. Uh, I mean, that's the beauty. Like you, you almost like tap into our audience. And once you're shaking, that's what we we're talking about. Like, yeah, you post shit at 3 a.m. when your audience is not awake. Yeah. Guess who's the next closest audience to his audience? Probably our audience. Right. We follow him. He follows us. We interact with each other a lot. So like, that's what I was going back yeah. to. Whereas like, Josh, you might not be in his direct audience, but you're probably the next most likely person to watch a video like that. Cause they know you like sports. They know you like yeah. the same genre of and uh, and of just why my belief on collaboration is so so big like we're exchanging followers but it's not like you know josh isn't going to unfollow you because he's going to follow me and then one final thing here another thing now that we've had one video blow up we want to uh in the content plan how do we capture more followers so like at the end of each video we'll say follow for the next rankings follow for this we actually have a big plan for the number one food ranking. Did you not put? Um, I didn't do you it didn't put anything at the one. end of the first yeah, one. Yeah, not at the initial one. Did you see a big follower bump from it though? Yeah, did, like right? 10k. Okay, there you go. So your concessions, I need more green slips from Undersman. <laughs> oh, how did your? Yeah, how did your? Pro you were like you were scorching hot. Did it continue? Uh, it is not continued. NFL on Sunday, we ended up about even. Lost the next one at the game the other night. So yeah, we're still. I mean, we're still up big, but like that insane run that we were on has has slowed at least a little bit. Okay. Um, which which is actually really funny because. Our depositors, our signups for Underdog went really, really big, uh, went on this hot streak. So although we continue to preach like it's for fun, it's for entertainment. If you follow me over time, there's absolutely zero guarantee you're going to win money. But 
even but with in people. the short term we guarantee <laughs> but, but in the short term yeah i am really hot and people got really excited about it so it's kind of just like this capitalizing while things are hot idea um so it so applied there new york i just gotta keep ripping them out you do like i'm, I'm like really i don't do. have anything that's like unoriginal from other cities left i feel like i must i guess what do you mean like those, that series, I'm getting to a point where I'm just like, I don't really know what else to fucking. Oh my god, are you kidding me? But here's the problem: you sound like every creator who you are the one who taught me the playbook, the value, the ad value. Come up with five different things for each, bro. How to get girls in New York City? How to not get girls in New York City? You could come up with thirty <laughs> okay. different things right. for that. All right, you I'm could not. come up with the best places to eat, the worst places to eat, what not to See, do. But, that, but that's no, not even, that. I don't even not know that, that not, shit. Yeah. Well, what do you know? I don't eat anything. <laughs> weeks i'd be lying how to survive people. in new york without yeah, eating yeah, yeah. You know. oh oh i love that shit yeah. pop of adderall <laughs> exactly red bull monster I mean, uh, whatever that is c4 energy drink yeah that one's out of pocket i didn't need that today <laughs> uh what if i want to become a content creator in sports but i don't even know where to start so so tyler is our boy tyler he's a big snapback sports fan he follows the podcast etc uh big sensey guy he wants me to come out so uh i'm gonna let nick start tyler because i think he's got really good advice here uh, yeah, I don't know if it's really good, but it's just, it, here's the thing. Like if you want to become something, you have to do it. Like there's nothing else I can really say. But what if I want to become a content creator in sports? You have to create sports content, right? There's no other way around it. Like we don't live in the world 15 years ago where you're hoping someone sees a, a resume where you tell them what you're good at. And they're just, you, they're just on a whim. They're like, I kind of believe this kid. It's like, no, your portfolio. If you're a content creator, you're almost like an artist Yeah. where if someone wants you to do a piece of creative whatever for them. And nowadays, like we are creatives in the world, right? We are considered those type of people. They need to see a portfolio. Your portfolio is your YouTube channel, it's your Twitter, it's your Instagram, it's your TikTok, all that stuff. You just have to start. Again, it goes back to value. Think about the creators that inspire you, what type of value that they give you, right? And then put your own twist on it about things that you know about things that you're passionate about. So you really have to start in order to become a sports content creator. You have to create content about sports. Yep. And I would say that's the high level. And then we'll give you like the actionable stuff, which is go on your TikTok right now, get the green screen and put a, you know, put a Cincinnati Bengals player behind it and just start ripping. This is why Joe Burrow is going to win the NFL Super Bowl. This is why T Higgins is the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, I know, you know, everything since So start with what you know and then just figure it out on TikTok. Then go comment on other big NFL TikTokers and be like, Yo, did you see my piece of content on the Bengals or add value in the comment section and be relentless with it? But I would start on TikTok. We we talk about YouTube shorts a lot, but if you've never created a piece of content, TikTok before, feels a lot more TikTok. community based too right, right now right. where like the comments matter. YouTube shorts yeah. feels like it's just like it's just out. The virality can happen, right. but it doesn't actually feel like you're building a community or engagement. 100%. Um, yeah, which I would I would capitalize on this playoff run that hopefully Cincinnati has right now and just start, you know, doing Got, they're bro. done on sunday oh that's right lamar jackson's practicing go ravens yeah okay what are they seven and a half yeah not enough Needs we're to gonna win touchdowns, we're gonna win i'm happy for you um yeah i would i would try to make some outrageous content right outrageous content that you believe in just like predicting every single game like this is exactly why the Bengals are gonna win by this score and, and if you want to be strategic about it like genuinely if you are a cincy creator we hoopin he's a tiktoker who's a ravens fan I'm, you know, now a TikToker, no dancing though, who's a Ravens fan, create a video on why the Cincinnati Bengals are going to kill the Ravens on Sunday and maybe leave a little breadcrumb that's not necessarily factual. 
And then comment on my TikTok, comment on We Hoopin's TikTok, comment on uh, there's the two kids from Baltimore who do it too, and maybe get them to stitch it or engage or comment. That's actually a pretty common thing on TikTok I've seen is like someone will make it right. Uh, you made a video about the guitar guy and he mm-hmm. commented on your video yeah. and it didn't even get a crazy amount of views. Not at all. But no. yeah, once you tag people, people kind of see it. So there, there's so many ways. Just think about it from like a logistical standpoint, which I think goes back to the human psychology thing. Like no one really does think about ooh, what like Chris Jenner is the GOAT. Like she's been playing this human psychology game all along without an algorithm and people need to bring that to the algorithm. I th- yeah. Vince, I was gonna say, what's up fellas? Hot. Love all the content y'all do and what pops up in the content channel on discord. I am thinking about making content following my law school journey starting this year. Thoughts. Um, so hundred percent for me. 100%. Yeah. percent. Like if, if the question is do it or not do it, of course it's do it. No, but like, is it, will it be relatable? hundred percent. Will people care about this? Will it get people through law school? Will it be students who want to go to law school? Like there is an, there is absolutely an audience for this. I think so as well. I do think that it goes back to what I was saying before. A lot of people kind of just come in and this, this was actually a question. Okay. So someone asked like, should I do a, in the discord was like, yeah. Should I do a live, an old school live stream show, like call in show on Sundays or whatever? Yeah. And in my eyes, uh, lifestyle content is a privilege. It's something that's earned. Right. No one's going to watch your lifestyle content from the start until you've given them enough value in their life where they give a shit about yep, yep. what your life is. Um, and and that was not true probably 15 years ago when vlogging first started. People were like, whoa, this is fascinating. Yeah. Now everyone tries to do that from the jump, and it's very difficult to break through that way. Yeah. So again, I would go back to figuring out a way that you can add value and almost teach people, uh, almost like if you're an aspiring high school student becoming a law, like to teach those, teach the people you can. Don't try to teach lawyers because you're not a lawyer yet, right? They know more about it than you do. Mm-hmm. But the lifestyle content, I told the guy, I was like, live streaming stuff is, in my opinion, a type of lifestyle content. Right. Because you're live and you're interacting and you're really building a community that way, yeah. which is why we have 19 people in here, which is an extremely low number. Like you got to earn every single person that cares about your lifestyle content. And it won't be something that builds your audience. It will be something that helps your audience relate to you. But it's almost like you got to focus on building the audience first before you start that. So if if you do that, I love but are you saying is? that his content about law school journey would be I'm not thinking it's like day in the life necessarily. My head went oh, to I like, kind of was. Okay. So, so I, so I think the suggestion would be like how to study for like, here's how okay. I studied yeah. for my law school. Here's why I went into my professor's office. Here's the study group. Here's the best places to study. See that here's, that's, that's yeah. great. That, yeah. that, that's where your mindset should be. Be like, okay, let me figure out what I learned on my journey and then pass it off to exactly. other people. That's when they'll start giving a yeah. shit because you're actually teaching them things. And I think genuinely, if you did this for uh, law school's three years, I would almost get, if you actually said, I'm going to, to go all in on this through three years, this would get you a job at a law firm. hundred percent. That's the 100%. other thing too, that this is your portfolio. Exactly. People love that shit. Even if it's not directly like showing how good you are at right, doing the law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like people will be like, this. I, I like this kid. He's got a lot more passion and a lot of stuff going for him. We exactly. know his work ethic is, is stuff exactly. like that. What's the deal on in real life events coming up? Draft senior bowl. Also let's get a charity golf tourney set up. 
So charity golf tourney, uh, I wanted to do last year, just didn't come about. So I'm definitely interested. Should we do? I, I we would should love definitely to do, do a, a couple. We event. should definitely do like minimum two collab. Yeah, because we were talking about doing an event, obviously, or a general event strategy. We are going to do a Super Bowl event in Arizona. If anyone's out there, details on that will come. But we should absolutely do a collab event uh, this year because we want to. We want to do IRL. Like it's so important to meet your community, in my opinion. Yeah, let's do a couple. I actually have zero travel plans okay. for this entire year, which is honestly music to my fucking Yeah, ears. that's great. Because um, you're a New York TikToker. You got to stay here. That's what I'm saying. If I leave, I'm a fraud. <laughs> <right>. Happy to <laughs> all out now to get real to NYC. Me and uh, yeah, Jack will link me up with you. Go, go to Spiffy Tiffy Taco T football content right now. Uh, combat. Uh, if you do that to Vince, I will make content following my journey to become a professional MMA fighter as a 25-year-old from day one. Also... An incredibly intriguing thing. As long as you consistently put out the content, what's going to happen for a lot of people is you'll put out the first few videos. You're definitely not going to get signed to MMA within the first three months. So if you do it over the over the span of three years, then people will follow. But you have to be committed to this long term. Yeah, there's like this graph, right? Where think about um, any project you start it basically you you get as excited as you're ever going to get about a project about a brand about a product at the very start of it mm -hmm. like there's no higher <laughs> level of um, adrenaline than when you start it and then immediately when you don't see results because you never see results from anything right off the rip it plummets down and then there's this flatline curve of just work yeah for fucking Ever. Six months, a year, yeah. two years, forever. The people that will succeed doing that kind of shit are the people that are willing to just live on that flat line because they love to do it. So, again, I don't want to discourage you from documenting your journey if that's just like your creative expression, if you mm -hmm. just love doing that. Right. But if you want to actually get somewhere with it, like you have a goal of becoming a content creator or getting a job from it, then there needs to be a little bit more planning and you need to be a little bit more precise with like the reason you're doing it. And, of course, you need to be passionate about it. So, like, like you said, consistency is huge for that kind of thing because – you will start off excited. Really easy to get the first three eps out. Yeah. And then and then when you have 14 Four, people yeah. watching it, really hard to continue doing the grind because the work to ROI is really fucking small. It's non-existent. And I think, uh, you know, we put out individual food reviews for every single stadium we went to. But it was the recap content. And I think it's because people are like, oh, he actually went and did every single game. Because now we trust his opinion. Exactly. Right. And not just, oh, they did this. Maybe they won't come through. They won't follow through, et cetera. So, yeah, as long as you're committed to doing it, then then go ahead. Need some sort of NY City Bike TikTok. And then that's a good one. I could probably do like a five mistakes to avoid when getting on a city oh, bike and TikTok. I, and wasn't that one of your tips is to check where the closest city yeah that was like it. one of my first right. seven for sure i could do it you saying thing. that you are out of new york I meant, content, no no no. Was, i meant i meant that in the sense of like okay so that one series yeah. is like what's really viral for me right now which one it's the uh seven uh seven things to know if you're moving to new york city gotcha. okay. so i don't have a lot of more like tips that don't right, just relate yeah. to like chicago and like every other city right. that are specific to new york so i was like i don't know how many like nuanced yeah. little facts about this i but can do now you just move it on to a different it's like but more it's normal. same formula yeah. same new york concept all right all right all right i'll take a fucking <laughs> taste my own medicine what do you guys think about spotify as a social platform ariel hawaii uses it for community-based stuff in mma it's really um, interesting so joe rogan's number one caller daddy's two after that i don't I think big content three big content's <laughs> number three on so they actually have a lot of really interesting tools they have polling 
that you can actually put into your episode. They have video podcasts within Spotify. And it sounds like maybe they have even more functionality now. Um, I think that it's one of those things that if you embrace now, our podcast listening for Snapback Sports Pod is like 90-10. So like we're only dealing with a couple people over there. And I don't know if we're tasked with moving people from Apple to Spotify, if it's worth the payoff. But I do think that it's it's something you could utilize. I'd rather probably own the platform. So like I'd rather build a Discord or I'd rather build a newsletter or an email list before I worry about that. But they definitely have the tools. I'm, yeah, I almost think it's like... Um... It's never going to be like your main platform, but I think it's worth thinking about it as where you're putting your podcast or your video content. Uh, We use a site called Red Circle. Mm -hmm. That's really easy. You upload it and shoots it out to every platform. The thing I love about them is they bring advertisers onto the platform. You don't have to negotiate back and forth. They literally say like, can we dynamically just insert this ad read or you make an ad read 30 seconds and we'll put it into the next week of your podcast. You don't have to do a single thing. Mm-hmm. Tell us where it is, whatever. And we'll pay you a thousand dollars at the end of that week or the end of two weeks or whatever. I'm like, that's such a value add to me, not having to discuss and negotiate fucking uh, ad signings. Whereas like Spotify is cool. We were on a call with someone from Spotify like a year ago and they're like, yeah, we'd like to put your podcast on our platform. We also have like video um podcasting which i was like man that could be a good value add especially for one of the first people to jump onto it they might like push our stuff a little bit more um but i always get hesitant to when uh, platforms or companies come to us and say like hey we can up your exposure you know what i mean like that's my my natural mindset exactly that's my natural (laughs) mindset is like i'm if that's your value add then i'm good if you have something else to add to it and that's on top of it cool yeah um so that was my thing with spotify yeah like anchor you know anchor for me is what we use for our podcast hosting completely that is spotify no yeah it's it's a sub brand of it i kind of operate somewhat separately but you know one of their value adds not the one is like We'll connect you with other podcasters for collaboration. And it's like real. No, no one uses okay. that. But Anchor is fantastic. Like it is a free to use, super simple. Like I always tell I'm going to have to move there because Red Circle started charging me. Yeah. You can't afford the eight, eight bucks a month. I mean, why would I if Anchor's free? You know, it's called being fucking big brain. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, where, hold on. Yeah, I had a point that I was going to make off of a point you just made. But then you've gone and pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in terms of years, yep. How to create, refine, and apply as a person as your content evolves. Yes, sir. Uh, any other content questions? Like, I think, you know, as we talk about the longevity of content and where, like, people like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they were never really thinking long term because it didn't exist. Now that we're telling you, and this helps us as well, like now that you are being told that this stuff exists and it will last, I think that's super valuable to be like, all right, I can become a content creator. I got to put in work forever. Like people say, I go to law school, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'll make partner in 10 years. Like same mindset. Why wouldn't we have that mindset? I will give you one uh, treadmill slash I was actually on the Stairmaster thought. All right, I was on the bike. I was on the bike in the gym. And no, no one believes you that you're at the gym. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Being a content creator in the content creation phase is just unbelievable. That is the money phase. Where we're at running a business while trying to do this, miserable. Because it sucks. you got it. Like there's so much. Every but, day is the worst day of my life. But if you are just like, if all I had to do was create 
three videos a day in my niche and I had the formula for it, like what? That's life. That is living. Before this is before brand deals come in. This is before you're trying to do PR. This See, is the crazy part about it is like you think that way when you're at the start. And then these other little things make their way into the equation. Yeah. And then you get grasped by them. And before you know it, you don't have a choice but to implement them into Correct. your life. Correct. And then you're overtaken by them. And you're like, man, I wish I can get back to the simple yeah. days. So I was on a call. We're looking for a full-time fantasy content creator. Yeah. And I was on a call with one of them, I think like two days ago. It's a kid who grew his YouTube channel with another kid. So it's two kids. Mm -hmm. But I was only talking to one of them. I think there are like 20,000 YouTube subscribers, whatever. And I was like, you know, what if I offered you a full-time role? You didn't have to edit. You don't have to do thumbnails. You don't have to do any of this shit. He was like, man, if you, two years ago, you yeah. asked me that question, I'm dropping everything. Like I'm right. working for your brand for sure. Yeah. Right now, like I like what we've built and I want to continue to like see it through. So I think there's a, it's, it's one of those things that you don't really know you're in it until it's over. I don't know if I was, well, you're never really in it. I think like the, the person I thought of was like Alex. Cause when you're in it, you have Alex Earl right now yeah. is like, what, what I'm kind of talking about is like she just all she has to do at the current moment is create content. But now she's taking she's going to the college football playoffs. She's mm -hmm. doing brand deal. So now and she's probably going to build her swimwear line like that's where now it's a completely different thing. But if all I had to do was get home from work and create three videos using the same formula, adding value in my niche, like, yes, I would have to edit them. That part might suck. But if you ever get to that point where you're just the content creator, that's that's the gold spot. It's not the most profitable. It's not where you make the most money. No. But like. But I think there there'll be a lot of job opportunities yeah. in that sense. You know, if you're good enough at if you can mix the other things in and you can almost like tread water on those things, but become a great content creator, someone will eventually hire you. Yeah. To do that role for them because that's yeah. just the way companies are working. So if I'm anticipating have a ton of free time, I have had a job since I was 17 now 25 I want to share with others how I approach challenges that come with yeah, law school I think that's it's exactly, a great mindset if yeah. that's if that's truly what your mindset is you'll enjoy doing it but again I would challenge the fact that in if you send us your uh, send us the YouTube link to your channel in the discord let us know when the first video drops and then we'll grade it and we'll give you feedback. We'll yeah. watch. We'll give it feedback. And then uh, we'll see if you ever I get to episode six. If it's you waking up at Miami Law School and having a smoothie and going to the gym and studying, no one is really going to care. But if it's here's the five best ways to you know prepare for your testing and stuff like that and and the struggles of student loans and, and all that stuff. Um, pull up. Uh, go to TikTok real quick. I want to show just share. This isn't online actually i mean i could do it for us to see but they don't see no it. you can share your screen have you ever used stream yeah i have it just um fuck you <laughs> can you not do it no no, no i can't i can't okay all sure. right search up uh kevin cooney wow the 99 plus notifications what hits better than that just be like that you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right search Ho hold up i'm trying uh, to fucking share the screen well yeah i'm going uh You do a uh, Chrome tab. Mm -hmm. All right, Kevin. Peace. So this, before you play anything, so he's like just a super funny kind of really good vibes, really good energy. Uh, Type of guy. I definitely saw some clips from this. Yeah. From, right so now. that's his girlfriend. She's from Boston. 
Uh, and part of their content is about getting engaged, et cetera. So you see the one 296, the fourth one from the right. So click on it and then, it then on pause me. it. So this one is uh, how interest works on your debt, right? So really interesting concept that I think applies to a ton of people. And I just think that people don't really think about, and you can see the top comment, excellent metaphor about how to share the content. So his, his niche is him and his girlfriend. So he's going to bring her into the content. And then he's going to use an incredibly smart metaphor to, to share how interest works. So if you want to play the video. They okay. probably won't be. No, you can. If you go to stream, it has dawned on me that my girlfriend does not know. We can't hear, but interest works. Oh, then they can probably hear it, I guess. So, let's know in the comments. So, he fills up the water glass, and this represents how much student loan. This is this is your debt, essentially. Just one. I just learned well. It's great. No, that's how good the content was, right? So he fills it up. He hands it to her and says, okay, so this is your debt. Now the tap is is your interest, right? So she's going to start drinking the water while the water is pouring into the glass. And like, it's just going to, you know, teach compound interest, right? If you make a small, if you take a small step and then the interest, you know, doesn't match that, it's going to start to multiply. And then obviously the water at the end ends up, but like, I just think this is so incredibly smart of a way this to communicate as opposed to sitting loans, down and be right? like, here's how interest right, works on your student loan. So, you know, he's super talented and the creative there is incredible, but just, just a really strong example I wanted to share. Yeah, and even going back to um, the TikTok that I made with the kid who plays the guitar, I think yeah. it's like sort of another example of that, of like understanding where exactly. your niche is and then also taking something successful from another niche. Exactly. Um, where it's like, yeah, cu- people love couples stuff on TikTok. Yeah. You could do normal couple stuff and it'll probably do well, but you right. start to actually teach people things and you're like, fuck, like this is really powerful. Exactly. So just a, a really good piece of content. We bike. Um, He's an elite communicator. <laughs> Couldn't hear it, but I wonder if they even heard that or if you were just talking over the TikTok the entire time. Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> best best takeaway from the company team meeting Uh a few things. One, getting in person was super powerful for us. So even though working remote works better for pretty much everyone at the company, occasionally getting in person is super valuable to us. I individually pitched to like all of your employees like, <laughs> hey, our lease is up like this upcoming April. Like we should get a, a joint company <laughs> office. I mean, I'm down. But I know you are, but no. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else like I live in fucking Yeah, LA. they live in Ohio and Colorado. Yeah. But um and then the real best takeaway was like prioritization and giving everyone a plan. It was really nice to like look at it on the whiteboard and be like, wow, we got huge goals and we can accomplish them. And here's how we do it. So I think that taking the time to do the tough work, like I always joke that I'm running 24 seven on 80 percent. So I'm I'm rarely going to that 100 percent where like the guys this weekend are playing the NFL, like they have to go 100 percent for three hours and then they got to get back down to 10% for recovery. I'm always at like 80% coasting through, never really having to, you know, flex that muscle. That was a two day flex of the muscle. It obviously exhausted us, burn us out, but going to that place, sitting down, planning out why your content strategy is going to work, why people care about this thing, what you're going to do and actually creating a plan and then an execution plan from it. It was just a really good exercise for everyone. So that's the biggest takeaway. You feel like it's going to be, um, you feel like you're going to be able to translate that energy into production? Like you think you yeah. organized it well enough? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we're going to, and we're going to make sure that we do the proper things to do that. Yes. Good. All right. Um, you didn't, you didn't want to answer his question. Did he ask yeah, me something? Yeah, it's oh, ad, Nick. I thought it was all yours. Uh, Nick, what are you most looking forward to the off season terms of BDG content? Um, Hmm. In terms of content, I'm, I'm, I mean, my favorite stuff has always been like, you know, you know, what's crazy. Like I started doing, uh, we stopped doing like the inner office vlogs for a while. So I started doing my own like TikTok vlogs and I realized it was just like a balance of like, that was the way I expressed myself. But now that we're back, like I stopped doing the TikTok vlogs yeah. as soon as we started doing those. And that wasn't a conscious choice. Right. I just realized like that became my outlet again. So I think we actually just had one go live 19 minutes ago. Like did his job. Um, <laughs> and those are my favorite things. I I'm really excited to continue following the storyline of what we're doing this off season. I'm more excited as a builder of the company than I am as an actual content creator for this upcoming off season. Uh, we have a lot of, I have a lot of different plans in the work for shifting and automating a lot of the things that I do. Um, so in terms of content, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to continue to be able to follow us. Um, I think, I, I think that would be probably my answer. Okay. Being in the office last week was crazy. Hell yeah, energizing for me as a creator. Yeah, I'm glad you got to experience that. Uh, Jordan was obviously one of the Bash finalists, yep. so he was in here. Um, yeah, getting in person, especially when you are starting a solo journey. Like, I would almost uh, – I actually didn't know who you were talking to. Maybe I might have an idea after your hint of, of two people, but uh, I think even starting content with others could be a super valuable thing to look at. Don't go through – you know – We've talked about you got to get buy-in from them. You got to find the right person. But more times than not, at least then you're doing it with someone else, which will kind of help you keep going. Yeah, um, I it's think like the trainer concept, right? Or or working out with a friend, holding each other accountable. Yeah, I, yeah, I, th I think it could go. It depends who you are as a creator. Yeah. You know, you some people might work better with somebody else. Some people you hate everyone. So you, yeah, you're I'm, I'm just a better you're a lone individual. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Like, like literally, I remember in Madden, I would always get tagged with the lone wolf. Uh, tag is my superstar quarterback and I was like what the fuck like I like people like that you would have been like yeah that, you just weren't old enough to know that you didn't like people <laughs> um, yeah I mean it, listen it, it, those are one of those things that like unlocks a part of your brain that sometimes you didn't know existed like the first time I was around a bunch of people that were business minded or content creators I was like damn I didn't realize that there was like a community of people that existed yeah. like this and yeah. then it kind of changed my perspective on the way I wanted to operate uh, going forward Nick thoughts on Stance and Bennett Go. What do you mean? Two time champ. 103. Did you do a year? vlog for the national championship? Uh, it's we went to the American Whiskey yeah. and I got footage. It's in the vlog that we just oh, okay. let out, I believe. Nice. It's not like the main thing, but it's definitely parts of it. So basically, we have the vlog going out every Wednesday and then he has to do at least three TikTok uh, videos from the vlog that we're yeah. putting out there. Um, what is the sense of Ben is he's is he, he gonna get drafted? He should. Right? Uh, I mean, like he's fourth, fifth round, maybe. So it's like Brandon Whedon vibes. Yeah, but and I almost feel like really old quarterbacks this. don't matter anymore because it's like if you hit, you're staying until you're like thirty eight. Right, you anyways. play ten years, yeah. but yeah, I agree. I think it's more so like the reason you don't draft a twenty five year old quarterback is because if by twenty five they haven't shown you the arm strength, the IQ, all that stuff. Yeah. He's a fantastic college quarterback, but pro-wise like i i mean what a run like four years of not really doing shit and then all of a sudden like yeah. you finally get your starting job and two back, -back but like shifts. brock purdy like what does brock purdy have that stetson bennett doesn't have besides a few years younger? i don't know i didn't watch brock purdy at all exactly i don't know we're not drafting him and the fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right thank y'all for hanging out um
if you enjoyed the live stream, maybe we'll do this more often. Maybe we can mix this into our content as well. Uh, these these are more fun for me, honestly. Uh, yeah. Like like I said, it's kind of like a lifestyle type of content. It's fun just hanging out with you guys. And I feel like you probably get the most bang for your buck because we know exactly what you want to ask us rather than us just spewing on about random, random shit. But thank you guys. Um, join the Discord if you're not already in there, of course. Subscribe to the channel. We'll have videos like this going up weekly. And uh, we'll be bike. City Bikes. Thank <laughs> you.